Welcome into the Irish NFL show. Instant reaction to Sunday even slate of games in a weekend where we had two games at nil-nil at halftime, the first time in the NFL since God knows how long. Kieran Boyle from the States joins me to discuss the action. Kieran, we won't really get into those games, thankfully, but we will kick off with uh, the Ravens and the Rams game because that was a cracker in you know, back and forth all night long. Rams put up a great account for themselves. And the Ravens put it off in overtime when it, when it obviously with a special team play. But uh, the Rams gave a great account of themselves. Yeah, they did. I was a little concerned. You know, I was watching the uh, Sunday NFL countdown. They were showing the weather from the different stadiums. And I saw the pouring rain in Baltimore. I was like, oh, boy, those sunny SoCal guys aren't going to like that. Um, and I thought, you know what? That's probably going to be a pretty decent win for the Ravens. It might stop the Rams and their, their offensive juggernaut. But credit the Rams. I mean, they they were great. Uh, they, their offensive weapons were really good today. Puka uh, and Cooper uh, Cup played great. Um, I thought they did really good, you know, in in difficult conditions. Um, you know, Ravens, you know, with their with their weapons, um, did really good. It was a really good, you know, kind of back and forth game. It was it was one of the standout ones of the early window. Um, I mean, the Rams have scored. I think I saw seventy three points in the last two games. And then combined with the 31 they got today, that brings them over, what's that, 100 and, 100 and chained in the last three games. So you're always guaranteed, you know, good offensive display when the Rams are playing. Uh, Ravens, you know, Ravens did really good. Um, I uh, Lamar was kind of scaring me a little bit with those deep throws he was doing. You know, he threw one to OBJ early in the game, and then uh, he got picked off with one of them, and then there was a couple of being completes that could have been picked off too. Um, but I, I, t- I kind of take more from this uh, from this game. I take uh, take more from what the Rams, the Rams did. You know, like we talked about, they started off really really slow in the season, and um, you know they're six and seven now. But they'll take a lot of heart from that, and uh, they're still definitely in the hunt in the NFC. Um, a great end to the game. You know, the, the the punt return. You know, the guy was almost clipped right at the end. He almost fell over his feet, but he made it. You know, it was a really thrilling finish. But um, I know the I know the Ravens fans went home happy, but I would uh, I would be encouraged and still pretty positive if I was a Rams fan. Yeah, I was just going to say with the Ravens, because Lamar didn't have the greatest game. Yeah, some really kind of highlighted real plays, but overall it wasn't at the same level as what we saw over the course of the season. And yet they scored 27 points, obviously six of them off a, off a punt return to Yeah, maybe we could discount that, but still put up 21 points in the game. And come out winning the game, and people, are, I've already seen some reports to say the Ravens weren't really at it tonight. I mean, it's great to see. If you're a Ravens fan, great to support a team that's not at it, who can put up 37 points and win a game. And keep keep up the pace for the number one seed. Right. I mean, he's always, you know, the way that Lamar scrambles, you know, he, obviously he can score with his legs. He can score with a, you know, a quick screen pass. And he's got Zay Flowers. That's a huge addition to their offense. Um, he was, he, he had a great game today. He's a huge offense. He's a huge kind of X factor for them, um, you know, on top of OBJ. Um, but I think, uh, you know, Zay Flowers was, uh, was a huge kind of difference maker for them today. And, um, you know, they, they probably just about deserve to win, but uh, you know, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be happy and pleased if I was a Rams fan because they're still, the, you know, they're still, you know, trundling along. So I, uh, I like what they did today. I was very, very uh, encouraged by what they did. And you know, like I said, they always, you're always guaranteed at least thirty points in Rams games, so you're not going to get a snore fest. No, absolutely not. It's been they've been a joy to watch this season. You're talking about scrambling quarterbacks. Well, Justin Fields is deemed to be the scrambling quarterback, and right now a lot of Bears fans and a lot of NFL fans think he's essentially playing for his future in Chicago. They come out, they beat the Lions, 
28-13, Justin Fields does have a really strong game. His, his four-corner, sorry, his second-half touchdown in particular, I thought to DJ Moore was really compelling in the sense of we've seen games where he's been in position to win them, hasn't got them all in line, but he he looked he looked different today. I don't know what the right appropriate word is, but he certainly looked like a quarterback. I don't know what he, he, he recognised this as his window to secure his future in Chicago, but Connor picked him on the show. He's a Bears fan. I felt he was going the Bears route because of his love for the more so. They should have beaten them in, in Detroit a couple of weeks ago. They let that one slip, but they didn't let it slip today. And just chinks in the armor of the lines that they've kind of come back to the pack slightly over the course of the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean that's two that's that's uh, two defeats in the last three games. They lost a Thanksgiving one and they lost today. Um, yeah, the Bears were good. Fields was nineteen for thirty three, two hundred and twenty three. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing too special. Uh, like you said, it was a beautiful thr- uh, touchdown pass to DJ Moore. Um, you're, uh, he must, <laughs> his ears must be burning because the talk is is definitely ramped up in the last week or two because the draft talk, you know, with the when when the Heisman votes come out and when you know when everyone starts talking about the first, second, third pick in the draft, you know, uh, maybe he's just tired of all the noise and all the all the rumors and and, and stuff, and he just went out and, and he played he played well today. Um, you know, he had he's he's got a couple of weapons that he can kind of. Uh, you know, focus on DJ Moore. Obviously, Dante Foreman played pretty good. Um, Lions, like you said, not a not a great performance today. Goff, another multiple t- uh, interception day. Um, they're kind of double headed running backs. You know, uh, Gibbs and Montgomery did okay. I think they were both uh, somewhere in the sixty yard range. Uh, Gibbs got a touchdown, but other than that, there was nothing. I mean, St. Brown, I think he got about 20 yards. Their offense was pretty, pretty snooze, uh, pretty sleepy today. Um, and it was just a bear's day, you know, um, they're, they're kind of do a, a breakout game, a, a game where they put it all together. And today was the day and the lions are definitely wobbling right now. Uh, the nine and four, not as dominant as they have been the last probably, uh, you know, couple of weeks or even in, in October when they had a lot of, uh, they had a lot of, um, you know, press about their Super Bowl chances, but uh, they're wobbling a little bit. A dinger in Atlanta. Bucks come out 29-25. Now, they're on top of the NFC South, albeit with the Falcons and with the Saints, who obviously took care of business against the Panthers, quite dominant in that one. All six and seven sides. I mean, where's this division going? Because it, kind of, it strikes me as nobody really wants to win it, but the Bucks right now seem to be making a real fist of it. And Baker Mayfield, like, yet again, is kind of coming out and proving himself. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, and even the Saints win. They're six and seven now, so it's it's just all it's all chalked up there. Um, nice win for the Bucks. It was an entertaining game. Uh, it's a terrible conference. Um, you know, the Panthers are just it, it, it's it's three point it's three and a half teams in there. Um, unfortunately, the Panthers are just not at it. But uh, um, it was it was a good entertaining you know kind of uh, you know Mayfield kind of game. Just throwing us throwing some good passes, throwing some head scratchers. Um, Drake London was good. Drake London had, uh, I think he was 10 for 172. He he, he had a good performance. Um, Baker was 14 for 29. Again, nothing spectacular. He only had about 100, I think it was 140 yards, something like that, but two touchdowns. And with Baker, you know, he's that, kind of, you know, almost like a, a Lamar light. You know, he'll scramble. He'll make a couple of yards here and there. He'll, you know, he'll make plays with his legs. Um, but he kept them in it, and he, and he, you know, he got him over the line in the end. It was, it was some, uh, you know, not amazing football, but it was entertaining nonetheless. It was, uh, it was, uh, you know, something to keep the NFC South still in the kind of in the talk because it's <laughs> there's not a lot else going on in that division. So, um, 
I I definitely still have the the, the Buccaneers. I think anytime you have you know Mike Evans out there, you've always got a you know that's kind of the class of the division. So I would fancy the Buccaneers in that division. Um, I don't know if we'll talk about the Saints later on. I do not rate Derek Carr at all. I think he had a terrible game, not a terrible game today, but he had a, he had a you know, another inconsistent game, another, you know, you can count on a car turnover. So um, I like the Buccaneers in the division. I think they'll probably end up 8-9, um, and nine, something like that. I'll probably take the division, but um, first round, <laughs> probably a first round elimination. But uh, an entertaining game. There wasn't a huge amount of them in the early window, but that was uh, that was one of the few. Yeah, and I think what's kind of a testament to the books is Mike Evans, who is their marquee wide receiver, didn't have the best of games in yet. I think it was three receptions throughout the course of the game. But they come up big in the end. They get the win. They join top of the division. Just to throw me attention to the AFC. Still in the 6 o'clock window Irish time. And that's the uh, the Browns. And the Browns get over the line against the Jags 31-27. Obviously, throughout the course of the week, the main storyline was whether Trevor Lawrence would play. He played today. Didn't show a lot of it effect to the injury. But I'm going to flip it to Joe Flacco because we saw him play really well last Sunday, and you called it out on the instant reaction last week. I was surprised you were that he was able to step in immediately, play so well. And we wonder whether he'd be able to do it again this week. But for an Irish press of the game, I mean, there's numbers today at over 300 yards. He's thrown touchdowns. The Browns right now are sitting in the fifth seed position in the AFC South. I mean, they've confirmed now, declared that he will be the quarterback for the remainder of the season. He's given them a reaction over the course of the two weeks. Okay, didn't win last week, but... Mm-hmm. Was it a case that they got the Jags at the right time coming off Monday's defeat and where, where Trevor Lawrence is? Yeah, I think they were lucky to get them where they did. Um, you know, it was a, it wasn't terribly cold up in Cleveland, but it was it's definitely not Jacksonville weather. Um, and there was, you know, like you said, the the, the main story around this game was Trevor Lawrence. Is he going to play? Is he healthy? Um, they were showing, you know, clips of him warming up a couple hours beforehand the game, you know, watching him hop and watching him jump. Um you know, Lawrence has never missed a game in high school, college, or or in the NFL. He wasn't going to miss this one. I mean, even if he had to, you know, be be taped up or whatever. Um, and you know, the Browns get the Browns kept the Jags in this for quite a lot uh, of the game. You know, it looked like the Jet the, the the Browns were going to were going to peel away. I think they were they were uh, 14, 14 nothing up in the first. Um, and Joku had those two, you know, pretty good touchdowns. He's finally come alive for the for the Browns. He's a really He's a really strong weapon, but he's just not clicked. He's dropped a lot of passes in the end zone. He's just not been too consistent in his play. But he had a really good game today, and he 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 was he was uh, instrumental in the Browns getting that early lead. Um, but and the Browns decided to you know, Mari Cooper coughed one up, and they decided to keep the Jags in it. Jags uh, kind of traded some some picks back with them, and uh, you know, teams were kind of figuring out who was going to try to throw it away the quickest. Um, and uh, why the I think the Jags was it uh, I think they went for it four and th- four on fourth and three towards the end of the game, and I don't understand that decision. I don't know why they 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 didn't uh, try to punt it or or you know give it back. But um, that was ba- that was basically the ball game when it was thirty one twenty seven. Um, Jaguars a little a little wobble. I mean they're still eight and five. They're lucky the Texans got blown out today, so it's not a terrible and a terrible uh, defeat, and it's not going to hurt them uh, too bad. They still have the top spot in the division. Um, they could have created a little daylight today, like I said, with with uh, with Houston going down. Um, I keep an eye on the Lawrence situation. Uh, I don't think he was 100 percent today. He took a couple of big hits, um, and uh, I'm sure he's uh, you know he's going to be questionable by next week. Um, but a good win for the Browns. You know they needed that too. They're both teams eight and five now. The AFC is starting to get a little compact. 
and uh, gonna be gonna be a fun December. Yeah, one of their rivals in the division, the Bengals, have thrown things around considerably over the course of the last week. This time last week, everybody was suggesting that the Bengals team was finished, and obviously they went into the Monday night game, which you attended, and they were ten point underdogs, and yet they come out winning that game. Comprehensive win today. Mm-hmm. Browning has really kind of transitioned well into this starting position. And I know we touched on the fact he's got T. Higgins, he's got Boyd, he's got Mixon in the backfield. We've seen in Brown have a strong game, and obviously Jamar Chase, who, who again, another wide receiver had a quarter game today. Yet they win 24 14. They've now leapfrogged the other teams. are now, right now, sitting as a seventh seed in the playoffs. Like Zach Taylor, yeah. Zach Taylor and this, um, this coaching staff just find ways to. No matter who what player goes down, they come out fighting and they just give they give their fans a great count themselves. And they play the Vikings at home next Saturday. And you're looking at that game now and you're arguing what we saw from the Vikings tonight, the Bengals will be rightly favourites and really fancy themselves. Yeah, I mean the I gotta be honest, when the um when uh Burrow went down against the Steelers and uh or when when, when Browning was playing against the Steelers, didn't look great. You know, it, it was a tough, tough star for him. And uh last week um, you know, I, I kind of expected the Jags to run the run the score up a little bit, but Brandon was great last week. He used all his weapons, um, confidence. Um, he wasn't making any mistakes, and he threw the ball up and down the field last Monday night. I mean, they they uh, they they had a really really strong offensive performance against the Jags. Came out in overtime and did the same again today. He was spraying the ball around, very confident, not too flashy, just you know using his weapons. I mean, it helps when you have helps me at the likes of. You know Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon, and now even Chase Brown. But you know the the, the Bengals defense too. I mean that's that's uh, you know Hendrickson and those guys. That's that's a strong kind of unit too. So um, Bengals are you know everyone wrote them off once Barrow went down. But again, seven and six still in the hunt. I mean, who's to say they they can't run off a couple more wins, get to ten wins, and you know sneak in. Two hundred seventy-five yards, two touchdowns from Brown today, and they're really, really good performance. Just going to jump into the, the later afternoon slot for you. Obviously, the nine o'clock window for us, and uh, we jump. We'll start with the 49ers. Kind of played out in the manner in which I thought, which was that the Seahawks would give a good account of themselves for an Irish pass of the game. But all people would come down to the 49ers having too much. I mean, you wouldn't have thought that on the opening play of the game, which was a seventy-two-yard run from McCaffrey, which, which then you didn't even go to the trouble of giving him a touchdown. I mean, we saw towards the end of the game the frustration with DK Metcalf and he seems like kind of a live wire that when things aren't going his way, he gets very frustrated. But this 49ers team are turning over teams right now in a manner where today they didn't even get out of second gear. They win 28-16. And they'll walk away from this game going and going, thinking, right, we're potentially going to be number one seed depending on something like football. I mean, it's really, you spoke about it last week. But who stops them? Because it's very difficult to see who can, maybe, unless they come up again, against the Eagles on the road potentially, but otherwise it's hard to see who, especially in Santa Clara. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were great today. Just, uh, you know, the, when you look at the weapons they have, not just on offense, but on defense, I mean, names like Warner, Greenlaw, um, Chase Young, Joey Bosa, Jerome Kinlaw. It's, and I know that their problem last year was when Purdy went down, and it all it all kind of falls down on him. If they can keep him healthy, if he can just stay in the field for the rest of the season. I don't think anyone can stop them. Not with those weapons. You know, they, they were great today. They just spread the ball around. Not, you know, they didn't get too, you know, too, uh, you know, out of, out of you know, second gear. It was, I'll credit, I will say, I will credit the Seahawks because they were, 13, Seahawks were 13 and a half underdogs in this game. 
and they they kept it clo- they kept it close for a good chunk of that game. You know, a lot of people thought that they were going to roll over and 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 uh, and just uh, you know give in in the second half. But they, you know, I'll give them credit. They didn't they didn't do that. They they stayed in the game, made a contest of it. You know, we, every everybody kind of knew that the Niners would come out at the end, and it wasn't it wasn't like the uh, the win was in in much doubt. But um, but and uh, that that. Just seeing what they have on both sides of the field. I mean, even when when the defense comes in, it's just they're just stacked everywhere. I mean, um, I think uh, McCaffrey is just a, he's a different kind of he's a different beast. Once he gets that ball, it's just and you can imagine when the playoffs, you know, kick in, he's just gonna he's just gonna take that up another level. And with Debo and Ayuk out there, I mean, Debo's he, he's Tyreek Hill light. I mean, he doesn't have the speed of Tyreek, but he can still burn the field up. And uh, you know, he was he was flying around today. Um, Metcalf again. I mean, he got ejected out of the game. He'll probably be looking at. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's. He might be banned. I'm not sure if the, the league will ban him for next week. But you know, he could have. He could have done some serious damage to Fred Warner with that face mask thing. You know, Metcalf is always like that. He's a hothead. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's he's a freak athlete. But you know, you can't do stuff like that. I mean, I know he's. He gets annoyed. I mean, he's got. Well, he's got uh, Drew Locke throwing the balls on. I mean, that's. You know, he must be. You know, pretty mad. That he's he's he's, you know, he's just got to put up with that for the for the rest of the season, and and uh, you know, it's uh, it's frustrating for him, but he can't act like that. But again, the Niners, just they just keep rolling. And with the Vikings winning that game in Las Vegas, train in us, the Niners are concerned about that. We were, yeah, I don't think. Just what can you say? What can you say? I suppose the only thing you could say is Vikings fans would reflect on that game. At the end of the season, if they make the playoffs, it's the one that helped them get there. Without yeah. confirms the Niners as being in the playoffs, the Broncos take care of business in in SoFi, and I suppose a large part of that would be down to the fact that Justin Herbert is now has been ruled out. It looks like he's going to be gone for the season now, judging by the nature of the press conference that's been taking place in the last half an hour in terms of what the the quotes coming out from that press conference. But I mean, the Chargers were favourites. So I was surprised without even going into the game. They were three point favourites because of the nature of how well the Broncos' defence has been playing. They they keep on rolling. They're on the outside looking in. They've been a real big game the next Saturday night in Detroit. It's it's not pretty. We maybe with the exception of these deep balls to, to Corton Sutton. Corton Sutton is having a highlight reel this season and some amazing catches. Mm. Um that game and then obviously your thoughts on the game that just finished at the end, which is that the Bills found the way to winning in our twenty seventeen. The Chiefs looked like they had it with an amazing play to the end and forced it to be called back. Chiefs have leapfrogged to the Jags into the tree towards Seed despite the loss, but it just doesn't feel right this year. It doesn't certainly doesn't, and it certainly doesn't look like now they're going to be the number one seed in terms of playing in Arrowhead. And it's hard to see them being back in the Super Bowl this year. It's the nature of how they're playing at the moment. It's so awkward. Right. I'll touch on the Broncos and the Chargers real quick. Um, that has to be it for Staley. I mean, they're going to be, I think, five and eight after this. Um, there's there's no way back from this. I mean, Herbert. I mean, they'll you know they'll they'll point to you know Herbert getting injured and you know it's not right to, to fire him. But I mean, it's been coming. It's week on. He's been week on week since you know late October, and I think this will be the time to make the change. That you know they've uh, they've had some good weapons on offense, and you know it's been another wasted season for Herbert and uh, and for Austin Eckler and players like that. And I think Staley will be you know I'm I'm amazed he kept his job after last year's debacle in Jacksonville, but. Um, I think the patience is worn out. So uh, good win for Broncos again. Like you said, the defense is phenomenal. Um, one of the top and top in the league. And you know, Portland Sutton is just a highlight reel. I mean, that catch he made in the end zone was just phenomenal. 
um, catching the ball with one hand, well, or one arm while the other was being dragged away from him, which was, was incredible. And I mean, he's he's been no stranger to, to highlight uh, catches this week, uh, this year. Uh, Bills and Chiefs, um, the Kadarius Tony game. You know, we're going to see him. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he's designated for assignment at the end of this game, along with Jerry Judy. I want to talk about Jerry Judy and that uh, and that disgraceful performance in the end zone. I mean. I'll stop there. But uh, Kadarius Tony, I mean, that cost that cost the Chiefs the game. That, that's that's plain and simple. Offside, you know, um, just you know, lining up in the neutral zone. That's that's unforgivable. But that's kind of par for 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 Tony. Um, it, that that was a, a really badly needed win for the Bills. I mean, to get to um, to get to that win and get to set get to seven and six. Um, they they sorely needed that at the season they're having, and maybe that'll be you know maybe that'll be something that'll propel them to a strong finish of the season. You know that it's uh, the weather's going to start getting cold and snowy up in Buffalo. People don't like going there. They kind of thrive on that um, that kind of element. And the Chiefs, you're right. It just doesn't feel like it. It, it doesn't feel like the year this year. The, some of the weapons they have in offense, you know, in the past they've had Tyreek Hill and and uh, you know people like that. But you know, Rasheed Rice. Uh, Watson, Kadarius, Tony, Valdez, Scandling, you're not going to win a Super Bowl with that, no matter who's behind center. I don't think and Mahomes is not playing to the to the level he has the last five years. And maybe the window's closed. Maybe the window with this group of players with the with with Kelsey and um and you know those kind of guys, maybe that window is closed, but they just don't look they're not an offensive juggernaut like they have been the last four or five years. And um the the inconsistency, Mahomes um just doesn't he just doesn't seem like he's at it. I don't know if there's an injury, but he's not. He's not as 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 dynamic and as uh, you know as as uh, you know kind of flamboyant as he has been the last couple of years. So um, I don't know. I don't know how far they'll go in the playoffs. Um, I don't think they'll make the, the Super Bowl this year. I think this much stronger team. I think Baltimore and Miami have, have more um, offensive weapons, and Baltimore definitely got a much better defense. So. Um, they'll they'll uh, they'll be interesting to watch in the playoffs. I just don't they just don't have that vibe around them right now. Yeah, the Bills, sorry, not the Bills, sorry, the Chiefs are now two potentially two games behind both the uh, the Dolphins and the Ravens. I mean, ultimately, I think it's going to come down to who wins that Dolphins Ravens game. I believe is on Christmas Eve, and then as well as that, we got the 49ers Ravens as well that coming up as well. That's going to be yeah. another fascinating game. Um, mm-hmm. For the Bills, just looking at the schedule. And which they have. I mean, they got the Cowboys at home next week, which is right now the Cowboys are arguably one of the hottest team in the league. Then they got the Chargers on the road, which now look may look a lot more winnable, bearing in mind the quarterback situation. Home to the Patriots, go to the Dolphins, and who knows, the Dolphins could be resting up. So, yeah, there's a big opportunity for the Bills team. And if they do get into the playoffs with Josh Allen, they're a dangerous, they're a dangerous uh, team. You wouldn't know how it would go with them. I'm just going to wrap up, I guess, by the time a lot of people listen to this particular podcast, the Sunday night football game would have been played. But your toss going into this game. I mean, people have been talking about Dak for MVP, and Dak is a great quarterback. There's so much of a mixed reaction. Is this is this his moment? Is this the game that if he really wants to put himself up there in the upper echelon as a quarterback, he has to come out tonight and win this game? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is uh, this is his stage. I mean, this he'll never have a better chance to uh, never have a better chance to cement the MVP kind of vote this year, or uh, you know, put his put his hat in the ring. Um, I like the I like the Cowboys by six in this game. I think the Eagles' defense has been really kind of on the ropes the last uh, two to three weeks, and with the weapons that Dallas has, um, I think they're going to give them a a, a a real tough game. Um, I think it'll be close for most of the game, but I think Dallas has got that 
that ability, especially at home, just to turn it up. And both teams, you know, they know how to score. So I'm expecting a a bit of a, a bit of an offensive, you know, slugfest. Um, I think Dak is never he's never going to have a better chance to go far in the playoffs, and he's never going to have a better chance with an MVP kind of uh, an MVP run. Um, even even without a strong, you know, Pollard hasn't been exactly lighting the world on fire, but when you have CD Lamb out there, um, you know, anything can happen. So I like Dallas by six. Um, I think Eagles are, you know, they're kind of sputtering towards the end um, of the season, and they're probably going to start resting some guys the last week or two. Um, but uh, I like Dallas. I like Dallas tonight, and I like Dak to have a big performance. Yeah, I also picked the Cowboys. I think if ever there's an, an opportunity, played really well up in Philly, didn't get over the nine. I think tonight is the night they, they get it done. Aaron, as always, really appreciate your time. Looking forward to the next week when we can get through another round of games, and hopefully we don't have any games. Nil all, zero zero at halftime, and fin- one finishing three nil, and the other with a, a comprehensive Jets win. We I never thought I'd see see that oh. this season the way it's gone. Thanks for now, Kieran. Looking forward to next week. Thanks, Brian.